McGurk! I love typing. Not type messing in. my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And we are live and wired on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page to discuss the big news that happened this week that actress Millie Alcock has been cast as the DCU's Woman of Tomorrow. Some, uh, so, I mean, a pretty, pretty big thing happened, and I'm already within just a minute uh, frozen. Oh, am I out? Oh, we're back. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Well, that solved that issue. I guess uh, the big news was just too much for just the screen too, to handle. Too, the news was too big. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was funny. Uh, Morgan and I uh, spent last week uh, preparing what we were going to do for most of 2024. Really did. We out felt great about it. <laughs> They're like, nothing's going to throw us off this <laughs> <course> of action. <laughs> so we've had to adjust our plan. We were going to cover the uh, Tomorrowverse movies from uh, the first movie, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. And uh, so now we're going to have to push that back a little bit because we decided uh, collectively that uh, this news was big enough that it required its own episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, so we'll probably do this uh, for this week, and then maybe we'll do a, a House of the Dragon uh, pilot pod next week, uh, much to my chagrin, I guess. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and it looks like uh, uh, Bunsen has joined us for this news. Zooming in on Bunsen. <laughs> Bunsen, why do you always do this? If you want to look at the camera, you better look at the camera for long enough for a Instagram clip. Look at it. <laughs> You had to do it for the grand. He's like, can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, but this uh, this news is pretty big. Uh, actress Millie uh, Alcock has been cast as Supergirl, so she will be in the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow film live act of live action uh, film adaptation and possibly more. We will get to that. Um, so there are some uh, news reports that we have pulled together and also some reactions. And we'll also talk about our thoughts on this as well as, uh, as your thoughts. If you have some in the live chat, feel free to drop your uh, thoughts about this casting and we will get to those when we can. Uh, but before we get into anything, I guess we need to get to the news. And we sure do. And, <laughs> it's, coming and it's coming up right now. And I was prepared. <laughs> I was definitely prepared. Um, okay. <laughs> According to the Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, is taking flight with House of the Dragon star Millie Alcock. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed she'll star in the feature as Kara uh, Zor-El, the son, uh, the so son, the, the cousin, cousin uh, of Superman. That would be a, a, a different twist. I think. <laughs> She did have a son with Superman in the uh, Peter David uh, iteration. Yeah. What? Okay. So that is that's a whole story. 
but uh, that was not the Cara Zorel. That was the Linda Danvers, like the oh. Matrix Supergirl mixed in together with that satanic cult uh, <laughs> follower. <laughs> that was that Supergirl who had uh, a, a child with Superman. So Found not Cara Zorel. <laughs> It's a beautiful oh, story. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds so amazing. <laughs> Why are they making that the movie? <laughs> that seems like a really like like a easy intro to the cast. <laughs> really, you can just really jump right on in. <laughs> you don't need context. <laughs> we, we've got to get to the Peter David run. <laughs> oh my god, we really do. Uh, uh, Alcock screen tested for DC Studios bosses uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran last week, along with Meg Donnelly, who was also in contention for the role. The character is expected to appear in a DC Studios project or two before her solo adventure, but it's unclear if that project will be Gunn's Superman Legacy, which begins filming this spring, or another DC movie or show. I have some guesses. Uh, that wasn't in the <laughs> I guess, article. <laughs> I guess let's stop there. So, um, I don't think anything is coming out before Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is the thing. The only thing that's coming out is Superman Legacy, to my knowledge. I don't know yeah. if there are, like... I know there was, like, Creature Commandos, maybe? Is that supposed to come out first? That might... Isn't that a TV show, though? It is. I think it's an animated TV show. So she could... Maybe Supergirl could be in that, and, and Millie could be doing the voice. But I don't think we'd see her in in, in the flesh until the Superman movie. Yes. So I'm trying to find a release date. I'm seeing 2024, but I don't see like a date for it. So I guess that is possible. It could be. I hadn't thought about that. It could have been Creature Commandos. Uh, Yeah. So that could be possible. So uh, I guess we'll we'll kind of keep an eye out for that. I originally just thought it's definitely going to be Superman Legacy, but it could be Creature Commandos if that's coming out in 2024. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think of that either that it could be a different um a different project, but I still feel like it's probably Superman. Most likely, probably. I I would Im- I would imagine that the en- either the end or somewhere within the film, he's like, "Happy birthday, Kara. It's your 21st birthday." How are you going to spend it? And she's like, I'm going to go to another planet and get drunk. And then she flies. <laughs> party. And she flies off. And then that is your tease to see Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. That is my anticipation of uh, the easiest uh, route for her to appear in. But they could do any number of things. They could surprise us. That's for sure. Uh, 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 where was I? Oh, Supergirl is moving like a speeding locomotive, and it's possible the feature could be shooting in the fall if Warner's soon finds a director. Anna, oh. no, uh, did I did I oh. jump something? Oh no, no, no! I was going to jump in, but uh, finish okay. the sentence. Uh, uh, Anna Nogira is penning the script. Anna Nogira, maybe you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the only other thing I want to kind of stop and talk about is that. It says that it's possible that it could be featuring, uh, he could be shooting in the fall. How? Mm. They don't have a director. Usually <laughs> with pre-production, you have to spend a, a quite a long time in pre-production building sets, making costumes, uh, plotting out CGI. I mean, that's pretty 
fast, in my opinion. If it's supposed, maybe it's like late fall. Maybe it's like November, December. Like November, December, fall. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not like September. They're like fall, like August, late August. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, it's, it's strange to me that they're like, obviously it's going to, it's going to move really quickly now. Uh, the, we've almost got a script and we're thinking about a director. It's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> That's not usually how those things work. Oh, God. The director might have a say in uh, when some of this stuff mm-hmm. is happening. The director might have some opinions about how this goes, <laughs> but... <laughs> but if if they could get their stuff together, I mean, that could be exciting if it starts shooting in uh, late late fall, late, and th- late, late December. That's why it's my suspicion is that she's in Superman Legacy because that's shooting very soon. Yes. And so that's why I feel like they probably are casting her now versus after they have a director and like a finished script but <laughs> showbiz <laughs> uh back to the hollywood reporter uh they said alcock broke out as the younger version of rhaenyra i learned rhaenyra. that I learned that uh in the last two days where i've been binging house of the dragon rhaenyra rhaenyra, rhaenyra yes. targaryen in season one of hbo's house of the dragon a spinoff of game of thrones now she enters the comic book realm with the new feature partially inspired by the tom king and uh, bilquis evely miniseries of the same name uh it, Millie- may, it, it may be bill bill kiss i'm not sure bill we'll, kiss? We'll, okay. if, if we if we ever get to interview her we'll, we'll have to ask her for the correct pronunciation now i do want to stop here morgan yeah it says the new feature partially inspired by the tom king and bill kiss evely miniseries wait who, what wait a minute <laughs> i I wait don't. I, wait I, I, I feel <laughs> uncomfortable about <Exactly>. that. <laughs> like, like the way that um, the TV show was partially inspired by some of the comics. <laughs> like, snapper car never snapping. No, or... Not, not, not once. Mm-mm. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> inspired by. Take out the uh, control you... alt delete that partially. <laughs> that partially makes me very nervous uh because uh I'm I'm worried. I'm just going to express my concern. They may think Comet the Superhorse is too goofy. Do you think that we could start like a write-in campaign right now to save Comet? In, I in the movie? I I just I just want Comet to make the final draft. I don't want them to throw <laughs> Comet out. I really need Supergirl to uh, to ride on Comet's back through space. I just really need for that to happen. So the partially, I I don't feel comfortable with, but I'm trusting that they will they will honor the story. Mind the gap says in the chat. Uh, I'm guessing that there are specifics of the comic that can't be adapted into a movie. And I could I could see that. Yeah, maybe they might, you know, there was they stopped at a lot of planets on the uh oh, yeah, the lots, comics, of, lots of places. Had like little side adventures. They they might need to trim that down for, you know, like a two hour feature. So I, also- I choose to believe that there's no way that they could cut Comet. He's I- integral to the plot. <laughs> I'm so I'm so nervous about it, but we'll see. Hopefully he'll stay in there. I think what also they could be doing is there's a lot of narration in the book because it's near uh it's like the, uh uh what what are the what do you call that about the um 
un, not untrusted narrator, the uh, unreliable narrator, I guess, um, from Ruthie, where she's sort of telling the story of her book. So they may be taking some liberties with that because maybe they don't want to have a lot of voiceover uh, or they may not want to have a lot of narration guiding the story. I don't know. Um, so that could be the case that they're just keeping the story, but like formatting it in a different way that makes that's more sense true. for a film. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that they're not cutting anything that we, we truly love. It sounds like already that crypto is going to be in it. So that's yes. great. Yeah. We got crypto, uh, but I want confirmation of comment. <laughs> do, do you think it's, it's too, I'm just going to, is it too weird if I just constantly tweet at James Gunn and, and just like send him pictures of horses and say comment in movie. <laughs> Just send him an emoji of like that horse head and then like a heart. (laughs) Or like the guy in the horse head with the dancing (laughs) that gif. And then I'll just be like, comment question mark. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanna we just wanna keep it top of mind, you know. (laughs) This is our one chance. We tried so hard on the Supergirl TV show to make that happen in our in our in our mind. We tried to make that happen and it didn't uh, come through. So this is this is our chance. This is is our shot, our opportunity. <laughs> it's not going to come around again. We got to take it. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they will, will hear our cries for coming the super horse and uh, keep that in and be, that be the, the, the partial that they retain. We got to keep the faith here. We got to keep the faith for comment. It says Millie uh, is a fantastically talented young actor, and I'm incredibly excited for her to be being a part of the DCU. Gunn wrote on social media Monday. Yes, I first became aware of her in House of the Dragon, but I was blown away by her varied auditions and screen tests for hashtag Supergirl. He added that she embodied the character as envisioned by comic book writer King, comic book uh, artist Evelie, and screenwriter Nogira. Um, Nogara? I think Nogara. Nogara seems I right. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gunn and Saffron have said this is not the Supergirl audiences are used to. She will stand in stark, uh, she will stand in contrast to her hopeful cousin, Superman. As Gunn told reporters in late 20, uh, January 2023, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. And then come to Earth. I think that's a little misleading to say she's not like her hopeful cousin Superman, as if she's not hopeful, her hope even though she's hope. seen a lot of tragedy. Listen, if you're if you're going to ask her to give a speech, guess what the topic is? It's going to be hope. Thing. She's going to have a hope speech. <laughs> She even does it in the comics. It's not like, it's not like, it's like, yes, based off this comic where she like famously doesn't give a hope speech. Like, I got some bad news. <laughs> that's sort of her whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I, I think that that's a little misleading, but it, it is uh, correct to say that this is maybe a version of Supergirl that people would not be anticipating uh, because she is a little rougher around the edges. She, she drinks, she cusses, uh, she gets in bar brawls. Uh, so that is, uh, and she also uh, retains some of her uh, comic book mythology from uh, the Silver Age with the Red Kryptonite and the Earth Angel of Firewings from the Peter David run. So uh, that's why I'm so excited that Woman of Tomorrow is being made because it will give you a really good introduction to all things Supergirl throughout her, her comic book history. Um, so uh, hopefully they will keep some of that. 
Well, uh, per reports from uh, Variety, the outlet reminds us that Supergirl Alumna of Tomorrow does not yet have a director, and Anna Nogueira uh, was just hired to write the screenplay in November 2023. I didn't give her very long. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If they're sh- if they're shooting uh, in the fall, she uh, hopefully she can get through. I, I hope some- Anna's working. <laughs> she, she is spending day and night working on this thing. Um, uh, Gunn, who confirmed Alcock's casting on Instagram, is. Uh, not stated when Alcock will make her superhero debut, but uh, the fact that the news that Alcock landed the role month uh, broke months before Gunn will begin shooting Superman Legacy suggests that Supergirl may first show up alongside her Kryptonian cousin before setting off on her own story. So Variety thinks it's Superman Legacy. Yeah. Uh, Variety also writes, quote, the Australian-born Alcock uh, started her acting career as a teenager on Aussie TV before she was cast in her breakout role on HBO's Game of Thrones prequel series, which is House of the Dragon. Alcock won wide acclaim for her performance as the striving Targaryen princess in striving what was she striving for? I have lots of questions. The striving, I, mean, you, I feel like you should know more than I would. <laughs> what was she striving for, Rebecca? I don't know. I have a lot of questions about that show. I really don't want to get into it at this very moment, but I will have a rant if we do a pilot pod. Um, but uh, if someone can explain her story to me, other than she just kind of goes around and does things. I, I mean, that's the problem. Uh, that, okay, I'm just going to get into it. House of the Dragon has mostly no story, and I have lots of questions about it. Um, so uh, <laughs> we're going to get into that next week. We're, come back to Supergirl Radio for the uh, pilot pod of House of the Dragon next week. We will have a lot of hot, or I will have a lot of hot takes about House of the Dragon um, that I'll bring to the table. Uh, but it says, as the striving Targaryen princess in the first five episodes of the show before she ceded the role to Emma Dar- Darcy after the show jumped forward in time 10 years unquote um i guess this is a good place to talk about um her performance i guess in house of the dragon i will say that for what she was given she was very believable and um solid in the role of renera i don't think i like any of the characters on house of the dragon but uh i believed everything she said and did so i will say that that's a good acting job on her part I would also like to add that I've been trying to do some research because, you know, when these things happen, I want to go back into the filmography where they uh, filmography, see where they came from, because I hadn't really known anything uh, from Millie Alcock before uh, the Supergirl thing came into play. And uh, one thing I did want to watch more of, because I did watch the trailer for it and some scenes that she was in, uh, but there's a show called Upright that I watched the trailer of and I was like, oh, this this is a better indicator of her being able to play Kara, especially in Woman of Tomorrow, because in Upright, which is, from what I understand is a story about uh, Millie Alcock's character coming into contact with this man who's trying to transport his piano, his upright <laughs> piano. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, full, what the full story is, but she's having to help him get his piano somewhere. And so they're on this like uh, adventure together, which sounds a lot like Woman of Tomorrow. And uh, in that uh, trailer, she's like cussing at him. She's got a real attitude. She's kind of uh, uh, snarky with him. And I was like, okay, okay, I, I can see it. See it. I, I see it. So I, I found it funny after I started doing a little digging into Millie Alcock that I was like, why is everybody talking about the House of the Dragon 
this upright show is actually what is a better indicator of her ability <laughs> to pull off Kara. Um, so I found that really upsetting personally because I was like, the House of the Dragon is fine, whatever, whatever. People like it. Um, it's not for me. But this upright show, I but would this, watch that show. This could be. I actually, <laughs> when you were telling me it, because I had never heard of it, surprisingly. Uh, but when you told me about it, I looked it up and it looks like it might be available on AMC+. Plus. Um, and as somebody who has accidentally subscribed to every streaming service <laughs> and then forgotten to unsubscribe, I have AMC+. Oh, Plus. Okay. Uh, so I was like, huh. Should I look it up? I forgot to look it up when I got home today, but I'm going to look it up because I'm going to I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do my research. <laughs> Would you like to come and report back? Would you like to I do will report? You, I, will I report don't back. I don't think I have access to that. I will report back. I will see. We'll see if it's anywhere else besides AMC Plus. Oh, I'll try might, to see if I can. It might be available on YouTube, but I'm not sure. If, so. that's the, if that's the case, I'll check it out on YouTube. But I, I was just so flabbergasted. I was like, did nobody else? else watch this but me like this is what people should be talking about this is this is what uh what i think prepares her to play uh car in supergirl woman of tomorrow so um if you're interested in, in millie alcock's uh filmography to get a sense of what it might be like for her to play supergirl i would not go to house of the dragon I would go to this upright, uh, which I think is a series. I think it is. A yeah, TV show. It, it's a it's a TV show. It's got two seasons. It says drama, but it very much seems like it's a comedy. I think it's uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it's a it says uh, the the Wikipedia says it's an Australian comedy series. Um, and it looked like it ran in like 2019 through 2021 and if it's an australian tv show yes it has eight episodes <laughs> each season <laughs> i was like then Perfect. i bet it is short <laughs> uh if it's anything like fisk which everyone should watch on Netflix. i have had that on my list for a while that's i feel like i don't know if mike's gonna want to watch it with me so it might be my like next solo show <laughs> when fisk he plays is video also games i watch high- it this <laughs> is a high quality Australian comedy. Um, so if it is anything to the level of Fisk, I will probably enjoy it. Um, uh, Mind the Gap in the chat says, just watch is an app that should tell you where shows stream. Oh, so that is a good nice. tip in case we need to know that. So thank you for that. So we will uh, we will uh, try to see if we can find it and we'll let everybody know if we are able to locate it. Um and I see in the chat, Stanley asked, do you have a preference for her costume? We'll get to talking about the costume because there is also another news report that sort of Ooh. references costume uh, stuff. Uh, so, uh, uh, Morgan, do you want to talk about the uh, Variety co- article that talks about the casting process? I would love see, to. You see it in the doc. B- Bunsen just knocked over everything on my desk. Oh, okay. Um, so... Would you like me to get into it? No, I, I've got it. I just put some <laughs> stuff that he left. So the destruction has ceased. <laughs> yeah. uh, Variety also gave us a look into the casting process, writing, when it came to casting the new Supergirl, DC Studios exec James Gunn went above and beyond before honing in on Millie Alcock to star in the upcoming film Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Sources say Gunn and uh, co-CEO Peter Safran flew multiple actors, including Meg Donnelly, to Atlanta for old-fashioned on-screen auditions on the Superman Legacy set. 
Uh, the actors also <laughs> suspicious. The actors also donned the Supergirl suit and boots, which is an which is an atypical move in the superhero audition process. Though Jamie Doran once wore a makeshift Superman costume to his ill-fated audition for the 2013's Man of Steel. That's <laughs> such a such a tough blow to just put in there. Like he didn't get it though. <laughs> so this is not atypical. This is actually very typical <laughs> uh henry cavill uh wore a suit for his auditions for man of steel uh i'm trying to think uh who else who else did this uh, yeah because henry cavill wore i think one of christopher reeve's suits maybe when he was doing some screen ah. tests um for the dark knight trilogy i feel like uh christian bale wore uh val kilmer's one of val kilmer's batman suits so this is not atypical this is actually very typical uh i'm i'm curious though if they made a suit for for her it says don the supergirl suit and boots mm. so i don't know if they had a suit that they've already designed do you, do you think that they just asked the wb if they could borrow the supergirl suit from like supergirl the tv show since or they probably don't like, have a it, suit already i would think uh mind the gap in the chat said most actors who play batman audition in the batman forever suit yeah, so this is not atypical. It's very typical, actually. Um, yeah, it's it's possible that they either sort of like makeshift made a Supergirl suit, just kind of like did like a you know some red boots and a red skirt, like a thing with an S. Like they may they might have like uh, kind of made something for them for the screen tests, or maybe they used Melissa's one of Melissa's suits. I don't yeah. know. Um, so it's very possible, and I actually assumed that they were doing that. Um, because if you're going to have uh, a screen test for a superhero, part of the, the thing is, how do they look in the suit? How do they, they look in the suit? Be able Can to they pull, pull it off? off? Yeah. yeah. So um, so I'm not surprised to hear that they had had these uh, actresses in the Supergirl suit. Um, so uh, let's see. Do you want to carry on with the... Is this, is this I would a, love a variety? to. Variety? <laughs> this Variety article? Uh, variety says, Gun first sparked to Alcock when he saw her playing... Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra Targaryen in HBO's House of the Dragon. But Donnelly made it a close contest and had the advantage of having voiced the role of Cars or L Supergirl in several Warner Brothers home entertainments animated films, including last year's Legion of Superheroes. Which we cover. We do. We have There's a whole we, episode. <laughs> we have an episode on that if you want to check it out. Um, do, do, do. Uh, ultimately, Gunn was looking to move away from previous depictions of the Girl of Steel, particularly the long-running CBS CW series fronted by Melissa Benoist, and is aiming for a less earnest and more edgy version of the iconic superheroine. In the new iteration, Supergirl travels across the galaxy to celebrate her 21st birthday with Crypto the Superdog. Along the way, she meets a young woman named Ruthie and and winds up on a murderous quest for revenge. Uh, that's that's misleading because I don't think Supergirl is wanting to do the uh, murderous quest makes it seem like they're going to kill a dude. And as we've talked about, that's maybe not what happens at the end. I mean, Ruthie like wants to kill. Ruthie's like, Graham. listen, I do want it to be murderous. That's <laughs> my goal. And and Car is like, hmm, 
not sure about the murderous aspect of it. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll mean, go on your quest, but not for a murderous quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like they are simplifying the story a little bit for this article. Uh, Gunn himself weighed in on the matter on threads on Tuesday, saying Millie was the first person I brought up to Peter for this role well over a year ago when I had only read the comics. I was watching House of the Dragon and thought she might have the edge grace and authenticity we needed um it says the project has endured many false starts oh don't we know that <laughs> don't we know that uh, around the same time that the new nearly finished batgirl film was shelved as a tax write-off following the warner uh, warner media discovery merger the studio also quietly killed a supergirl movie in the development stage uh sasha uh, sasha college uh oh, yeah Kajay, yeah yeah, I got it this time. I finally got it. Uh, Sasha Kajay, who plays the caped cousin of Kal-El, was introduced in last year's The Flash movie and was poised to get a spinoff of the Ezra Miller-led tentpole. Uh, Ather Gunn and Saffron took the DC reins in 2022. They started from scratch on Supergirl. Anna Nogira, The Vampire Diaries, is writing the screenplay while DC looks to attach a director in the coming weeks. Yeah, so I, I had kind of forgotten that Anna Nogira was... Uh, writing a Supergirl movie for Sasha Kajay. And then when that stopped, oh my uh, God, James Gunn was like, Hey, why don't you take another stab on Supergirl with this story in mind? Um, so that's where this is. It, it's interesting. James Gunn is using threads. He might be the only person on planet Earth who is <laughs> I know. as announced on threads. And I was like, Announced? <laughs> Why? No one is there. Sure. All right. There's only a lot of people on threads because no one can leave. <laughs> Once you sign up for threads, you cannot unsign up for threads. Anyway, find me on threads at Mojo Fastest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's interesting that he uh talked about this on threads. So uh yeah, I guess if you're watching uh House of the Dragon, uh, you know, feel free to let us know uh, what did you think about Millie's performance on House of the Dragon? Do you have a lot of questions about the tapestries in the castle? Because I sure do. Uh, so <laughs> so if uh if you want to share your House of the Dragon hot takes, uh email us is supergirlradio at gmail.com. We're gonna we're gonna get into it next week. We're gonna, we're gonna dive on in i think <laughs> next week's i think next week's episode is gonna be really fun too because <laughs> rebecca um has watched house of the dragon uh, did not watch game of thrones she though. did not watch game of thrones i have not yet watched house of the dragon but i have watched and been disappointed by the ending of game of thrones which is why i was like when house of the dragon came out i was like you know what fool me once <laughs> but you know what anything for supergirl <laughs> i have uh learned that you can't just jump into the house of the dragon tv series if you had not watched game of thrones because it i have like a they lot did of, not make it very approachable that's I, for sure <laughs> i have a lot of friends who watch game of thrones that i was texting and i was like oh what is what is this what it how, how, how does this work what is this culture about and they mm -hmm. were telling me all this stuff and i was like yeah but that's not in this show that's not that's not here. How, were, how would I have known? on you having watched Game of Thrones. It's like, but it is kind of funny because it's like Game of Thrones was this huge, huge show. And then, you know, to to capitalize on it, they make this spinoff. And you would think that, like, maybe they would make this spinoff so, like, people who felt left out by Game of Thrones were could be like, oh, now I can jump in on this one because this one's brand new and I don't have any of that, you know, baggage. And it's a prequel anyway, so what do I need to know? And then you go in, they're like, the Targaryens from way back. <laughs> 
back and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So um, just know that going in, if you have not watched Game of Thrones, it might be uh, difficult to follow and uh, understand. Um, So that is something we'll talk about next week. I I felt I'm kind of bitter that I might have to watch that pilot again. Uh, but, I, but I think I owe it to Morgan because I'm about to make her watch another Green Lantern movie. So and and, oh. and, it's, on, and it's on record that uh, Morgan does not care for Green Lantern. I so. don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. One of these days we're going to watch something and I'm going to turn to you and I'm going to be like, I understand now. I understand the Green Lantern. I love him. <laughs> so if if I have to put Morgan through another Green Lantern movie, I guess it's fair that I should have to watch The House of the Dragon and talk about the pilot. So if you're interested in that, we'll be uh, talking about Millie Alcock again uh, next time around on Supergirl Radio, talking about the pilot of the House of the Dragon series. I guess before we get into the reactions, Morgan, uh, let's hop in the chat and see if uh, anybody yeah, has any thoughts they want to actually, share. I had I saw a couple of interesting ones um, because uh, let me find it a lot a couple of people weighed in on some thoughts about directors uh, and here is one from uh, Resonant Justice who says Kate Heron from Loki season one and upcoming episodes of Doctor Who and Last of Us season two is rumored to direct she was liking a bunch of posts from Millie and James Gunn. We shall see. I actually would not be opposed uh, to that. I actually liked Loki season one a lot. And it handled uh, a universe of like various places and people and uh, really had a good emotional core to it of of just uh, like a like two leads that were kind of the main uh, uh, the main characters of the adventure. And so I thought Loki season one was handled really well. I haven't seen season two, so I can't speak to season two yet, but uh, I would not, I would not be opposed to somebody from Loki season one being a part of woman of tomorrow. I looked at her, um, her directing credits just to see. Uh, and besides uh, doing upcoming, uh, I don't know if she, which episode of the last of us. Oh, she, uh, directed it looks like the first episode of season two um but she was also a director on a tv show called daybreak and also on a tv show called sex education which i really like so i didn't uh, that's two projects she's uh, been involved in that i've liked so that seems good i wish we could get a filmmaker because filmmaker uh, filmmaking and television directing are very different because a film a film like a like a feature film is the director's vision television directing you're having you're you're kind of second fiddle as a tv director the writers are the more important people in television That's true. Um, and then also with tv directing you have to abide by the standards of what the show has set up so you can't go and do your own thing on a tv show you have to kind of stay within the style um so uh i really wish we could get a filmmaker um but if we can't um, I could I could be okay with somebody from Loki season one because I think that was handled really well. I was actually really impressed with, and I'm not a Marvel person. I'm not like an MCU fan. Uh, I quit after the first Ant Man movie, so I I'm not, <laughs> I'm not an MCU person. But I really liked Loki season one, so that should say something. Um, and also, I would not be surprised if maybe James Gunn has reached out to people who he knows through the MCU. That would not surprise oh, me. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so. 
our uh, comment from Ken, uh, Kenneth in the chat who says, my choice to direct Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is Bryce Dallas Howard. Loved her episodes of Mando. She's the daughter of the legendary Ron Howard, and she would be a great director choice for Supergirl. Now, I thought that was interesting. Um, also, uh, Derpy Entertainment in the chat also said, I hope Bryce Dallas Howard directs. I thought this was interest- interesting because um, uh, Rebecca and I, sometimes we chat about breaking news. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Uh, that name came up when we were chatting about it. That would also be my first choice. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has already had experience of directing a space Western with the Mandalorian. Um, so I think she would be a good fit. And her episodes are very good. The Mandalorian as a show itself is very good. And those episodes are pretty cinematic. I would also probably say that about Loki season one as well. Yeah. Even though even though it's a TV series, it looks cinematic. So I, I think the... Um, the high uh, production value of those two shows, I think, lend itself to more cinematic filmmaking. Um, so I, I think Bryce Dallas Howard is my number one, but uh, we'll we'll see. I I, th- I think I would be okay with either of those two choices. The Loki season one director or my girl Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she'd be great. I, I love the idea of Bryce Dallas Howard because of what you said, which is like this this movie. Sh- will likely be a space Western because the comic was a space Western and Bryce Dallas Howard has already directed that. That's she knows the genre. genre is. Yeah. yeah. She knows the genre. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Westerns is such a specific thing and adding them into space, you know, but I think Loki season one has a little bit of that uh, adventure feel to, I think some of woman of tomorrow. So I'm not writing that off either, but Bryce Dallas Howard did come up in our personal. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, look at the chats on the same wavelength. (laughs) We didn't even say anything. They're already calling her out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we'll see what they do in terms of directors. Um, I think uh, resident justice is sort of on uh, our kind of uh, shock about the timeline saying, it seems like the movie is moving faster than many of us thought Hollywood report said they might be look, uh, locking down a director in the next few weeks. Um, so we'll see. I guess we'll have to keep <laughs> keep our eyes peeled on any director news that's happening. But if if that is the case where they're hoping to shoot in the fall of this year, they got to get somebody. <laughs> so hopefully we'll hear some news uh, on, on that front soon. And, uh, oh, I think you are next. Oh, I'm if we sorry. Were going back to the dock, I wasn't and sure. I, and I meant to uh, take Resonance Comet off, and I did. Oh, thank you so much. I forgot to gotcha. remove it. Uh, oh, there was one uh, comment that made me laugh, so I just wanted to pull it up. Mind the Gap says, for years there were no, uh, there were not that many car- cars or L's, and now how many have we had in 10 years? That's true. Supergirl is really, we're in the, the, blowing we're in the renaissance now. We um, are. We're in the Supergirl renaissance. Uh, there has been, of course, Melissa, but Noise and Sasha Kaje. And I also don't want people to forget. Well, and there was Laura Vandevoort during Smallville's run. Um, but I don't want people to forget about uh, Isabella Vidovich. She she may That's not have right. put on the suit. She that was not true. wearing a Supergirl suit, but she was a fantastic Cara Zorel. And I she want was. people to remember her uh, because she got me through some season six stuff. And she I really just did. <laughs> I just want to give her credit for that. She gave me the best 
uh, Supergirl moment of season six. So I just want to make sure that we honor her as as a Supergirl among those many uh, talented ladies. So I uh, just want to throw her hat in the ring. Um, so uh, there is that. Okay, so I guess uh, let's get to some of the reactions uh, for... Uh, well, actually, before we get to that, let's see. Well, there was one last thing from Deadline. The only uh, different item of note from the Deadline article that came out about the casting is that, quote, there's been buzz that the new Supergirl will, will appear in Gun Superman Legacy, which is about to go before the cameras in Georgia, but that's not 100%. Um, uh, what we know now is that she'll appear in a DC-based project before starring in her solo feature, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, unquote. So Deadline... Thinks it's Superman legacy, but nobody's totally sure. So I just wanted to point that out, that a lot of these outlets feel like it's Superman legacy. I kind of feel like that's probably right. But let's keep our eyes on Creature Commandos. <laughs> I mean, it could be creative. They could surprise us all. They could zig when we thought they were going to zag. Yeah, so let's let's keep an eye on that. Okay, so let's get to some of the reactions from the casting starting with Supergirl herself. As far as reactions, Millie Alcock took to Instagram to post, so excited to be a part of the DC fam. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you so much to at James Gunn for trusting me with Cara's Supergirl. Uh, blue heart emoji, uh, big eye emoji, blue heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. trying to get the real vibe of it, you know, for our audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and she did post a picture of Super, uh, the cover of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number one. What you don't see is the sword that she's got in her hand hand there uh but she did uh post a uh image from that cover and james gunn also replied to her saying thank you for blessing us with your talent and stream on max uh replied you were always meant to fly blue heart so i guess we should be using blue hearts blue heart everyone <laughs> from now on and then uh at superman on instagram uh did like a what, what is that what is that emoji with the hands is that like a heart like is, is that like a heart emoji is that or like is when it... you form the hearts maybe yeah, I couldn't tell because I don't I'm use blind, that one a lot. Uh, but I thought it it could also be like the clapping emoji. But no, that's the definitely I, the heart emoji. Yeah, I feel like it's the hand hand yeah. uh, thing. So uh, a lot of uh, the it's big a lot uh, of good emo- blue heart emoji, blue heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the Warner Brothers accounts are uh, replying to Millie, so people are really into it. Um, so that was really cool to see her um, take to Instagram and actually talk about it as well. So it seems like she's pretty excited about it. So uh, we will have to see if we get any more from Millie on social media. Well, uh, James Gunn also confirmed the news to Instagram in case you were like, ah, whatever, the Hollywood reporter. James Gunn himself also did chime in on this news, uh, writing, quote, Millie is a fantastically talented young actor, and I'm incredibly excited about her being part of the DCU. I think we may have already covered this in one of those articles. Uh, but he says, uh, yes, I first became aware, aware of her in House of the Dragon, but I was blown away by her varied auditions and screen tests for Supergirl. She embodies Kara as envisioned by Tom King, Vilkas Evely, and Anna Noguera, unquote. What I would say that I like about James Gunn here is that he's really honoring the comic book story yeah. that this movie is based on. And I really appreciate that, that he's giving shout outs to the comic book creators uh, that, that he's using this story from. Yeah. It's really nice that he is calling out the creative team, especially because that comic was so great and also so beautiful. And a lot of times, you know, maybe they'll call out the writer, but sometimes they often will forget to call out the artist and let artist is, is, you know, 
especially in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, like not not calling out the artist in that would be insane to me. Oh my gosh, yeah. Every, every page, every panel is something you would print out a frame and hang on your wall. So if you miss the chance to talk about Bill Kiss-Evely when you talk about Woman of Tomorrow, ooh, that is, that is a missed opportunity because her art is a beautiful. Some of the best I've ever seen in a comic book, to be honest. Not just because I'm a Supergirl fan doing a Supergirl podcast with my friend Morgan. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is just, uh, the, these are facts. Um, also, uh, to James Gunn's post, Jim Lee uh, replied saying, beautiful seeing it all come together. And he posted, what is that first emoji? Is that like a puzzle piece emoji? Maybe so. And then a red heart emoji, a blue heart emoji, and the yellow heart emoji. I appreciate the primary color. Or no, it's not emojis. It's heart. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's red hearts, blue hearts, yellow heart. Yeah. So I appreciate the primary color hearts. The the blue heart by itself, I don't know. I mean, I blue guess heart it works. emoji. <laughs> but, but the primary colors actually makes makes it pop a little more, I think. Um, and then James Gunn replied to Jim Lee saying, "I have to show you the test at some point. You're gonna freak out." So he must have uh, obviously recorded the screen test, and maybe somewhere down the line, Ooh. when we uh, have maybe the bonus ma- bonus material for uh, you know your physical media, which you, you should all. DVD anymore. You should, Blu-ray. <laughs> you should always have your physical media. Physical um, media. <laughs> so maybe we'll get to see that screen test at some point. Because I would be curious uh, what they did for the screen test. Me too. I would love to see the screen test. I hope that they post it at some point, like after the, probably after the film, usually those things like sometimes will leak. Uh, but yeah, I think like a DVD extra um, when the movie comes out on physical media, that would be great. Cause I would love to see that. One of my favorite screen tests is the Christian Bale Batman one where he's reading lines with Amy Adams. Ooh, look, look it up. It's good stuff. It's yeah, I'm gonna stuff. look that up for it's sure. Good, it's good stuff because uh, I think somebody just like brought her in and was like, "Hey, Amy, can you read with him?" <laughs> and she was like, "Sure, great." Oh my god, that's so wild. And of course, Amy Adams, like even before she played Lois Lane in the Snyderverse, she was like a big DC fan, oh. like, like a be a big Superman fan. That's why she went on Smallville was because she wanted to be part of that. Like, Superman. So thing. Funny. I and, didn't. I didn't know that she was a big uh, a big Superman fan. Oh that yeah, so much she better. loves Superman. <laughs> so for her, that to, like, makes her so much cooler. <laughs> so for her to just pop in on a Batman reading with Christian Bale, I'm sure she was like. Oh, sure. No problem. Yeah. And like inside, she was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, so definitely check that out if you've never seen it. It's pretty uh, good. Um, well, Morgan, I guess, would you like to talk about uh, Tom King's reaction to this? News? Yeah. Uh, so Tom King reacted on Instagram as well, writing, she's Supergirl and she doesn't give a bleep about slings, <laughs> <laughs> about slings and arrows. Perfect casting. Couldn't be more excited to see Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, The World, Bill Clis- and uh, built brought to life by this incredible actor insanity it started so small dot 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 yeah i'm actually really happy for tom king he when so we, cool. uh, we have an interview with him on supergirl radio if you would like to listen to that it's actually very informative if you have never read supergirl woman of tomorrow go listen to that episode in that interview we did with tom king he talked about the inspiration behind the story he talked about how um he uh wanted to have his legacy be uh, the fact that uh, Supergirl comics would keep getting made and that su- people would see that as like a thing that, you know, would be a seller. So I'm, I'm, I think it's really awesome that Tom King had that in mind when he wrote the comic and here now a big 
feature film is going to be made off of his story, partially inspired by his story, <laughs> whatever, whatever that means, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really happy for Tom because I, I really appreciated that. He not only wanted that to be his goal that like uh, he wanted to kind of uh, inform DC comics, like, Hey, keep, keep making Supergirl comics, but also that he used so much of Supergirl's mythology within this uh, eight issues. I think it is an eight issue yeah. story, just like a small story, but there's so much Supergirl mythology embedded in it that um, I really appreciate. He didn't have to put comic, the super horse in there. He but didn't he have, did. he didn't have to put the Peter David earth angel wings in there. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to go back to uh, Argo city and, and Supergirl's tragedy and her backstory, but he did. And I appreciate all of that. So, uh, Tom King, friend so of the pod, happy. friend of the pod, so happy for we, him. I don't know if he would say that, but we claim him as a friend. <laughs> of the pod. Yeah, and I think you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, DC will see all of the buzz around Supergirl, and will want to capitalize on it, and maybe will give us a new Supergirl comic, a new oh, title. For oh. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, Mind the Gap says in the chat that trades that James Gunn makes a post about tend to sell out. So it's good for DC Comics. Yeah. Um, after he uh, made that video where he talked about uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow for the first time and announced that a movie would get made, uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was sold out for a long time. So, uh, <laughs> so I hope that people uh, continue to read it because it is genuinely uh, one of the greatest comic books I've ever read. Uh, and, and I think the other the other uh, plug I will give Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is that if you're not a big comic book person, if you're not like somebody who's like super well versed in the comics, it's an incredible entry point. It is like it is a story with a lot of scope uh, and breadth, but it is also a story that is very singularly focused on Supergirl. So if you like like Supergirl enough to listen to this podcast, but maybe comics have been kind of like a little bit overwhelming, just pick up Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. I promise it's not overwhelming. There's not a bunch of backstory. You don't have to like cross-reference 10 different other comic books <laughs> to understand what's going on. It is a self-contained story. And that's also, I think, why it makes it so easy to like uh, like recommend it to people. I always feel good recommending it to people, even though I don't know how much comics they've read. Cause I feel like you can just dip into Supergirl woman of tomorrow and just enjoy it as what it is, which is this like standalone powerful story. Yeah. Uh, I think we've had our fair share of frustrations with comics about that. Uh, in uh, uh, I think it was Supergirl rebirth during that era where we was, where we were reading through rebirth and it was, it was difficult. We missed uh, an issue prior to that because it wasn't part of the Supergirl title. And we were very confused about some things that were happening. And so sometimes comics are overwhelming and frustrating in that aspect, but to Morgan's point, she is correct. Woman of tomorrow is a self-contained story. Very short beautiful art uh has a good dynamic between supergirl and this lead and i for me in reading it even though i was confused about the ending and morgan was right and, and uh, cleared it up for me but uh what i love about the story in terms of the way that tom king writes it is that it's through ruthie's eyes for a large portion of it and she thinks supergirl is just the coolest thing and that makes me so happy that there is a, a character in a story where uh she's just bragging on supergirl the whole time and so uh, i so if you want something where like you know supergirl is really uh celebrated uh supergirl woman of tomorrow is that story um well i guess morgan are there any um 
thoughts that you uh, wanted to share before we wrapped up our our casting uh, section here? I, you know what? I'm I'm excited. I was pulling a little bit for Meg. I'll be honest. Because she did the voice in the animated and she did a good job. But, uh, you know, now that we have our Supergirl, I'm so excited for to have another uh, live action on screen Supergirl. Millie seems great. I've heard, you know, good things about, you know, her performances. I'm going to go now going to look them up. Um, but I think, yeah, it sounds like everybody's really excited about her. And uh, and that makes me excited about her, too. It makes the it makes the movie seem more real, like it's really going to like, happen. <laughs> and that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> Things seem to be progressing in all of the ways that would actually make it so that it would get made. <laughs> I'm excited that writing a script (laughs) i'm excited that she's like the second project up because i feel like as we know from the last time around the later projects maybe didn't happen um but the early ones definitely did (laughs) if something goes wrong i feel like we'll mate we'll probably get supergirl like we might not get whatever the next one is after (laughs) i feel good that two we're gonna get two at least here's here's the thing if superman legacy just kind of flops not a lot of interest they'll be like maybe that was a fluke We'll just we'll just try with the second one, exactly. see how it do, yeah. does, and then Supergirl's up, and then like no matter how well it does, it doesn't matter. That's what we got it. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. We got too, it. Too late for you guys. <laughs> doesn't matter how bad it flops, we got it forever now. <laughs> so I'm sure they will uh, hopefully be both great. I'm uh, uh, looking for the best. Hopefully things will will be looking up. Uh, I do have high expectations for Woman of Tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. Uh, super high expectations. Uh, my friend Christy Robinson, also a friend of the pod, she we interviewed her about her Supergirl cosplay one time, long time ago. Uh, but she said a quote one time that I've always remembered and I've adopted for myself. She she was talking about the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power TV show. She's a huge Lord, Lord of the Rings oh, fan. Yeah. And she told me, I asked her, I was like, so what do you think about this new uh, Lord of the Rings show? And she was like, I have very high expectations and they need to be met. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what did she end up thinking about it? I think she liked it. Okay. So uh, I I attempted that one. (laughs) Yeah. So I think she liked it. Okay. I I don't know if it was uh, something she was like wowed over, but, uh, but I guess if she liked it, maybe her expectations were met, but I've I've adopted that quote for myself, especially with (laughs) woman tomorrow. I have high expectations and they need to be met. Uh, So I am very excited about the prospect of having a new Supergirl. Um, That's always very exciting because along with that comes uh, what is she going to look like? What's the suit going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's she going to be doing? That's all very exciting. So um, I think I would personally uh, like to go check out some of her uh, earlier uh, material as well. So up upright, I got to figure out how to watch it because I actually thought that was a, a cute little story. So uh, we'll see if we can watch that. But uh, definitely if you want to see a lot of her in terms of a lot of episodes and something more accessible, maybe, um, uh, House of the Dragons available on Max. So if you do have a Max subscription, you can check it out there. I will say it is of a mature, yeah, adult if, rating. If you haven't, if you've seen Game of Thrones, you know what you're in for. Basically, <laughs> if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you should prepare yourself. Look some stuff up. <laughs> yeah. First 
off, you're going to want to look up like a deep dive on uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> the history of the world of Westeros. Um, and then secondly, <laughs> secondly uh, there's going to be some sex and violence in there. So you should just kind of prepare yourself. It's yes. It's usually you're like, oh, God, why would they show that in a lot of different capacities? <laughs> Various relationships, too. <laughs> Various things. Uh, I, yeah. I was disappointed. Not enough dragons. You know what? I, feel I like was promised dragons. With that title. And and there's not a... <sighs> there's like maybe like two or three instances with dragons. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I feel like there needs to be more dragons. Did they like cut their CGI dragons? <laughs> <laughs> the dragons were really difficult. Uh, They're like a, real, a hassle on set. The dragons are real divas, if I have to be <laughs> To be honest, <laughs> watch out for those uh, diva dragons on your next TV show. Um, okay, well, I think uh, that does it for all of our uh, thoughts. So, thank you all in the chat for um, uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, let's see. Uh, one last comment I wanted to bring up that I didn't get to. Uh, Carrie says, I don't know anything about Millie, but based on the type of edgy, brash car we're getting, she looks the part. And uh, it also says my favorite incarnation of cars from DC Superhero Girls. Uh, So that one is also, well, the second iteration of DC Superhero Girls, also more of a brash, edgy type character. Um, So I definitely can see um, how Millie could uh, portray Kara in that aspect, uh, given some things I've seen. And she also knows how to ride a horse. So it's a plus. That's true. Actually, that is true. Because She's, they're all riding horses all the time on, on Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so, so in fascinating. House of, in House of the Dragon, <laughs> she is a uh, she is able to what ride if, a horse. What if that was like what put her over the edge? <laughs> they're like they got her and they've got Meg and they got them both on a wall and they're like I can't I just can't decide and then somebody was like she can ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Millie. <laughs> that really put her over the edge. Uh, so that uh, that I was excited about. I was like, oh, in House of the Dragon, she's riding a white horse. Mm-hmm. How far to it? Interesting. <laughs> put it on our vision board. <laughs> James Gunn saw her riding a white horse and was like, oh, huh. Oh. Why, do, why do I think she'd make a good Supergirl? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> So that must have been the kicker. Well, um, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. Now, we're not going to do the Supergirl Radio and DC TV podcast plugs as we have in the past because they're out of date. And uh, I did not get a chance to record some new stuff. So we're just going to wing it here just so that we can, like, update things as uh, uh, accurate information. So uh, all that to say, if you want to uh, keep in touch with Supergirl Radio, you can go to SupergirlRadio.com, find our website, find all of our episodes, find our archive that goes back to 2015 if you want to go back that far. We've got a lot of episodes, over 400 of them, actually. Um, So if you want to uh, check in on Supergirl material, there's probably something for you in our archive that you might be interested in. If you want to contact us by email, you can check us out at superradio at gmail.com. We would love your feedback. Feel free to email us. We will read it on the podcast and respond to it. So uh, feel free to share your thoughts that way. Uh, you can also find us here on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel. So make sure you like and subscribe here. This is where we are exclusive here on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern with the occasional uh, other day if we have scheduling 
uh, issues, but regularly Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. So feel free to join us either on YouTube or the Supergirl Radio Facebook uh, page. We stream there as well. And I guess what else am I missing, Morgan? Uh, I, I guess I we, we are everything, isn't it? <laughs> we are also part of the uh, Multiverse of Color Network, uh, which is a website that uh, houses a lot of different opinions and uh, varying uh, report news reports and podcasts and um, movie reviews, comic book reviews, all kinds of things. So if you want to check out Multiverse of Color, you can do that as well. But I think that is going to cover us for uh, Supergirl Radio plugs. And I guess maybe we could uh, shout out the Tea Public store. So uh, Morgan, would you like to do that? I love to shout out the Tea Public store. <laughs> Actually, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, since, <laughs> uh, it's, and it's definitely something I don't forget to do with some regularity. Uh, but guess what? We talked about Supergirl, and we have some <laughs> Girl of Steel designs in the DC TV podcast T Public Store that we would love to suggest. Yeah, so we've got uh, obviously some Supergirl stuff, but we also have <laughs> stuff from uh, you know Green Arrow and The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Superman and Lex Luthor and the Bad Guys. Um, so if you want some DC merch, check out the DC TV podcast uh, T Public Store. We've got a link in the video description and also in the audio podcast and on our website. So if you want to click on that link, you can click on the link and you don't even have to. If like if you're like, I already got all my DC stuff, you can click on that link and still go search for other things. And it still uh, helps support the podcast. So just want to make people aware of that. But we got some really cool and very cute uh, Supergirl stuff. So if you want to get Cara Danvers as a Funko on a mug. We've got that for you. So it's uh, very cool stuff. So if you need some new Supergirl mer merch, uh, head over to the DCTV podcast, a tea public store. And we would also like to thank our Legion of Super Sponsors. These are the people who help support Supergirl Radio through our Patreon. These people are Michael, Anne Marie, Yvonne, Nicola, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Majuba, Zachary, Annie, and Rachel. And if you'd also like to become a Legion of Super Sponsor, you can go to patreon.com slash Supergirl Radio. And if you were a Supergirl Radio uh, spon or a Legion of Super Sponsor, you would have gotten a video of Morgan and, and, <laughs> and uh, me uh planning out 2024 we, we felt really good about it we were like we, nothing's gonna throw this off this was just last week <laughs> this is just last week we had it figured out now we've had to adjust some things so if you see that video know that it's out of date now uh, but but the plan is still mostly there it's still mostly there it just shifted a little bit it just shifted. <laughs> And if you would like to uh, check me out, you can find me in a couple of places. I'm on a social media platform Vero, uh, called Vero at Derby Kid, where I post about what I'm watching and listening to. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at The Derby Kid. I also have a YouTube channel that you can find at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's where I do my personal reviews of things and various other videos. Uh, I would also like to shout out uh, DC Cinematic Minute, my uh, week of minutes with Mark and Nate over there uh, talking about minutes once. 71 through 175 of Zack Snyder's Justice League have been released. Uh, so I definitely encourage you to go check them out. Not selfishly just because it was me, but because we had some really good conversations, especially the uh, last minute for minute 175. I thought that was a really solid analysis. And also uh, we talked about uh, how that shot in Zack Snyder's Justice League of Lois getting the flannel out of the box. Uh, it's not a real uh, fancy shot. 
but we tried to figure out how that was done because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not exactly what you think. And so we talked a lot about that, which made my nerdy sort of camera operator heart happy. So definitely go check that out. You can also find a uh, travel blog that I do with my brother uh, on social media at, o- at Oasis Broom. Got to get back to doing content for that, but you can check us out over there. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. Also on threads. <laughs> <laughs> on threads, guys. Because um, you can never leave. <laughs> Join the party. Join us. <laughs> um, but uh, you can also find me as a co-host on the Legendary Ladies podcast. We're at the Legendary Ladies on YouTube and Instagram and le- at Legends underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, and last week, uh, the ladies talked about the Oscar nominations. This week, we're going to be covering the Mean Girls movie musical. You know, Mean Girls the musical based on the musical based on the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Did we all follow that? <laughs> it's just like that 30 Rock joke about missing it's pieces of musical. So funny how, <laughs> how much of a 30 Rock joke. It's kind of like a like a Russian nesting doll of jokes because it's like it's like a 30 Rock joke, but like Mean Girls was also written by Tina Fey. So it's like <laughs> it's great. Uh but yeah, we're gonna be talking about the musical uh version of Mean Girls that came out, I think, last week. So if you have uh thoughts about Mean Girls, the musical, uh, or just Mean Girls, the Mean Girls, the movie, uh, and how it stacks up, you can always email those uh, to us. Um, we are uh, the Legendary Ladies at gmail.com. I always have to think about that a really hard, really hard, even though it is the title of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> but you should shoot us an email and let us know what you thought about the movie, uh, and we are going to be talking about it uh, this Thursday. So. Thank you for reminding me that that was a thing that was coming out or is out (laughs) now. So I need to go check that out because I do love Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Listen, Mean Girls is a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, and I, I guess they brought some of those actors back is because I think Tina Fey is in it again. Tina Fey is in it again, as is Tim Meadows. Right. Um I uh and Lindsay Lohan, I'm not gonna say where or when, but oh. she does pop up in the movie um so easter egg yeah she had a a fun cameo i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say she she, pops up (laughs) is she is she uh in the the hoodie and like yelling uh she doesn't even go here is that i honestly i wish that was it that would have been actually (laughs) that would be amazing that would have been incredible (laughs) Lindsay, i have a a very special connection to Lindsay lohan because um because Lindsay and I are the exact same age. Oh. She was born. We have the exact same birthday. Oh, on the exact same really? Year. So, every, you know, every now and then, like, back in college, I was like, this, like, this feels unfair to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> look at her. She's so, you know, she's so... Uh, uh, rich, basically, <laughs> and successful. And then, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rag on Lindsay. Lindsay had a couple of tough years, right? She did. And, and during that time, I was like, you know what? My life's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay, Lindsay doesn't know that like she is the yardstick of which I measure my own accomplishments, but uh, it's good to see her back on screen. It's like, well, that, Lindsay. That's good birthday to know. Twin. <laughs> Wait, uh, when it's your birthday, I'm going to send you a message saying happy birthday, Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I went, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go buy you a birthday card. 
And write happy birthday, Lindsay Lohan. I love that. <laughs> That's going to be such a delight. <laughs> I, I probably not, shouldn't have told you. I, I will not it, remember but... it either. So it'll be like just very surprising. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel like just a fun fact about me that's like not actually that fun. But I'm, I always tell people, you know, Lindsay Lohan and I are at the exact same age. <laughs> my my birthday fun fact is that my a very specific birthday is mentioned in Doom Patrol. And oh, that's and, that's right. And the quote about the date is something about like humanity peaked on this date. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, so that, good. That is my birthday, a fun fact. Uh, the only uh, famous person I think that's born on my day was uh, Dustin Hoffman, maybe. Oh, on, on my birthday. So I guess that's that's cool. I like Dustin Hoffman. He was Captain Hook. In yeah, my, like my favorite, like? my favorite uh, Peter Peter Pan movie. Uh, so there is that. Well, I think we have covered our thoughts about the casting and all the news reports and all the things surrounding it. So uh, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we're excited to see Millie fly on the big screen. McGurk! I love not typing. Not with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this show. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Supergirl.